podcast. I am Vanessa, your host. Angels Anonymous is a health and spirituality podcast hosted by me, 25-year-old now, ex-professional dancer, now yoga instructor, and integrative health coach in recovery. I share vulnerably about my struggles with addiction to pretty much anything and everything, including body image, food, relationships, comparison, and so much more. Through an open-minded perspective, I explain how you can overcome your struggles and finally feel like you're enough because you are. Today's episode is really learning how to stay confident and sure of yourself through transition, whether that be a relationship transition or in between jobs or just uncertainty in general. Like how the fuck do we go about that? How do we feel safe, embodied, grounded, and at home while we go through those changes? Because reality is the only thing that's constant is change and we're always going through change, whether it's um, on the more physical plane of like a relationship or a job like I said or something more underneath or subtle whether it's just we're growing and changing someone else in our life is there's always going to be something going on and so I think it's really important to talk about how do we approach that how do we not let these waves of change completely knock us down and get you know ruffled up by the storm or by by all those waves how do we stay afloat and on top of the surfboard and ride the wave (laughs) so um I want to start with an angel number. The angel number that I want to talk about today is 666. And I'm sure you've heard before that 666 is the the devil's number, which it's not in my world at least. Um, There's reasons why it's become the devil's number because of like what it says in the Bible and whatnot. But I didn't care enough to read into that because I don't care. So angel number 666 reminds us that we humans can become too wrapped up in our quote-unquote problems and lose sight of what's really important to us in life in general. If 666 appears in your path, it's a divine nudge of redirection. You might be over-focusing on something trivial to the point that you're losing sight of what's really most important. Take note of when and where you saw the angel number. This could send insight into the area of your life that needs refocusing. If you keep seeing 666 while you're stressed out about a certain friend, it could be a sign that you're not remembering the bigger lesson of relationships, and that is to learn and grow alongside someone, not dwell on issues, but to remember that even the issues are part of the process. Oh, this is so fucking good. And then what should you do if you keep seeing angel number 666? Continuously seeing 666 is an alert to shift your focus in order to relieve some of the stress in your life. You've become wrapped up in worries that destroy you from creative solutions. Take these sightings as an opportunity to slow down and assess where your mental and physical energy are being spent. This angel number is a guidepost pointing toward recommitment to nurturing your foundation, your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. It's also a reminder to let go of the things you can't control, make a list of what you value and what you're grateful for, and focus on that, releasing any need to control or fixate on the perfect outcome. Perfection doesn't exist. Let your yourself rest and regroup knowing the universe is supported or is supporting you holy shit that is a really powerful number to see and I needed to hear that explanation myself because whenever I see 666 I like eye roll and I'm like angels what are you trying to tell me I thought it was like watch your thoughts type of a thing like warning sign that my thoughts are really negative but it's so much more than that it's looking at the bigger picture of what is this lesson teaching me how can I let go of control and stop playing God or my higher power and really let my higher power do the work I'm going to talk more about that and finding that balance 
balance between actually taking action. Why does it always do that? Do you hear that little fuzzy thing? I hope. Oh God. Maybe I'm getting too close. I don't know. But finding that balance between taking action and being... What the fuck? Maybe it's my phone. Taking action and being able to surrender and let the magic of the universe the same intelligence that heals our body heals our skin heals our bones heals anything and grows plants and trees that same intelligence exists within us so when we think that we have a better solution than like what the universe has for us and when we're worrying and trying to like control our way to another solution or to more certainty that is just an illusion of security like worrying does not fucking get us anywhere when we stop worrying and when we surrender and feel like we're doing nothing we're actually doing more than we could be by worrying does that make sense so creating that space and we'll talk about that a lot more um later in the episode but First, let's ground. I need to ground. Get your phone out of your hands. Take a second to just plant your some limbs on a surface. My hands are on my desk right now. My legs are crossed, but my back is sitting up in my chair. Sit nice and tall or lay down. Close your eyes if you're not driving. Let's breathe together. Inhale for four, three, two, one, hold at the top, three, two, one, exhale out your mouth, three, two, one, and hold at the bottom, three, two, one, again, inhale, and hold, exhale, hold, One more time. Inhale. Breathe into your belly. Hold. Feel your heart space fill. Exhale slow from your heart space down to your belly and hold at the bottom. Beautiful. Come back to your natural breath and open your eyes. (laughs) Hello. Welcome back. Okay. Let's get started. So first, I need to give you a life life update. Ozarks was amazing. If you didn't know, I went to Lake of the Ozarks for the 4th of July weekend, and it was so much fun. I met some amazing people. There were th- there was three girls and nine guys on the trip, so a lot of testosterone, which I enjoyed. And because I've been watching Love Island so much, um, I feel like that weekend was literally Love Island on the Ozarks. Like I was just like, ooh, this is a fun flirty weekend with all this male energy. Like, yes, I love this. Let me talk and flirt and whatever. So it was just like boom, boom, boom. I met all the guys at once and I couldn't keep their names straight at first. The first night was really fun. We sat around a table and played drinking games. Obviously me with my LaCroix. Um, They were all really supportive of me not drinking. And the other girl that came with me and my roommate also didn't drink. And she is like a soul sister. Like the universe totally gifted us each other. And she knows about Wim Hof and breath work and healing your body and yoga and all the things. And her sister's a health coach who stepped studied at the same place that I did in Hawaii and she connected us together and I just feel like this chapter of my life is so divine and I'm being invited to and open to and called to all the places and people and things that I need to meet and where I need to be and I'm just trusting that and it's been really fucking cool. 
Um, the Ozarks is beautiful. The lake was really fun. We just had a great weekend. And I had just gotten over a bacterial infection in my vagina before the trip because this happens to me in the summer sometimes when I'm in a swimsuit for too long or I'm sweating too much or like wearing sweaty leggings for too long. I am like very prone to having uh infections like a bacterial or a yeast infection and I just want to take a second to normalize vagina issues and fuck being made fun of for having like a gross or a stinky pussy because (laughs) this luckily I was never the like stinky vagina girl in high school but like I definitely had times where I would be sitting at my desk and I could like you know what I'm talking about if you're a girl like you're sitting at your desk and you can smell your vagina and you're like oh god is that mine like something's wrong so then you have to go to the doctor and it turns out you have a yeast infection or something something can be off sometimes is what I'm trying to say and the fact that we get made fun of for that or like we're embarrassed of talking about that or it's just embarrassing if our vagina smells anything but flowers and butterflies like no because even at different spots during our cycle or different phases depending on where we're at in our cycle or the pH composition of our vagina etc like that can really affect the way that things smell down there, the way that our discharge is, whatever. And it doesn't mean you're fucking disgusting. It just means like there might be something out of balance. And if it gets, if it lasts for longer than, you know, a couple days or until a period where you start to feel alarmed, like you need to go to urgent care, get it checked out. So I started feeling like itchy and I was like, okay, I'm not going to normalize this. I need to go in. Sure enough, I had a bacterial infection from the gross fucking lake that I swam in. Oh, I do want to say too, like, Obviously, if I'm letting a guy go down on me, I would hope that it smells somewhat normal or it feels in balance, like there's no itching going on, there's no weird discharge, and hopefully it tastes somewhat sweet, like eat your pineapple and a balanced diet and drink a lot of water and you should probably be good to go. (laughs) But if it's not, we need to normalize communicating that to our partner too and saying that we don't want to do stuff with them or like I don't feel comfortable right now, like my, my vagina feels like out of balance and I just need a break because... Um, having a guy's tongue down there is also very like bacterial and if you're letting a guy go inside you they have bacteria on their dick too and like I get a UTI every single time I hook up with a new partner every single time without fail and I pee after sex too so I don't really know why that is actually I do I've gotten UTIs since I was a little girl and I'm just very prone to them so if you're like that too um hopefully this is a permission slip or a validation slip of like hey you're not weird you're not alone this shit happens to us more than we talk about so does STDs and I feel like those are really demonized too that's super common so I have a funny story about my vagina um concerns so I met this guy in the Ozarks he was staying at the lake house with us he was one of the nine guys And he lives in Denver. And we ended up hooking up. I broke my year long of celibacy. It's funny how I just said in the last episode that I'm not going to have sex with a guy until I'm in an intimate relationship with them and yada, yada, yada. Well, this guy uh, and I did. I don't regret it. I don't feel guilty about it. But I did draw the line after that weekend um, and tell him that I think a way that we can slow down this process of getting to know each other is by not having sex and he completely respected that. He's highly emotionally intelligent, has a very nurturing energy, completely sees and understands me for the most part. I feel like there's no translation needed between the two of us. So it wasn't just some like hot jock that I met and was like a dick and was 
so hot that I wanted to fuck him. Like I genuinely after two days felt safe enough, connected to him enough that I clearly um, felt comfortable allowing that to happen. But I also just think like, I don't know, I didn't fully prepare myself for that type of a situation. So I kind of just got caught up in the moment and let it happen. And it was fine. It was it's fine. But I set the boundaries now and just know too that like if you give that away to someone and you start talking to them like it's not over and done with now that you had sex like you don't have to keep having sex you can always go back on your boundaries and like reestablish and reset boundaries as needed so the funny part of this story is I was getting over my bacterial infection that happened before Ozarks then I got a UTI from having sex got treated for that And I felt like kind of itchy down there for a couple days. My pelvis and like vagina was really inflamed for a few days because of the UTI. If you've ever had one, they're fucking horrible. And we were doing shit. So I let him go down on me a few nights into it, like when things had gotten somewhat better. And we get done doing shit and I go to the bathroom and pee. And then he goes to the bathroom and like brushes his teeth again and is swishing his mouth out with mouthwash I can I can hear him doing it and I knew that he already brushed his teeth before we got into bed because we were in the bathroom together and I'm laying here catastrophizing like oh my god my vagina probably smelled so bad and tasted horrible or what the fuck like why is he literally scrubbing and cleansing his mouth out I was so horrified I didn't say anything that night but the next morning I texted him and I was like I need to address an elephant and he's like okay go for it and I'm like I am cringing I can't even I don't know if I can do this and he's like it's gonna be okay and so I said you know how I told you the other day that I uh, thought I potentially had a UTI well I do and I'm on antibiotics for that right now and number one I think that's why I couldn't orgasm because I feel like the antibiotics and the other like pain medication that I was on numbed like my sensation down there so that it wouldn't hurt as bad but I also don't think I had as like sensory of a feeling like when we were doing shit I just felt kind of numb down there so I was like I think that's why you know I couldn't orgasm or whatever and then number two I heard you scrubbing your mouth out (laughs) in the bathroom and I just wanted to say like if I tasted different down there that like I there's something going on and that's not a normal thing and he was like oh my god don't worry about it like it was not that at all I just like wanted to like make my mouth clean after that and like you didn't taste or smell bad at all like completely validated me but I was like I'm gonna go hide now I need to go this is so embarrassing so cringy like it doesn't get any worse talking about smelly vaginas like it really doesn't so luckily it didn't smell And it really hasn't like had any weird odor throughout this whole thing. But um, yeah, I can't believe I'm talking about this. The shit I talk about on this podcast, man. Wow. Anyway, so that's my funny vagina story. Um, And then it gets not so funny because I so I got backtrack a little bit. I got literally no sleep in the Ozarks. You can imagine like having fun with all these people, staying up late, whatever. Um, My glands were really swollen by the last day. And I'll tell you in a little bit about my autoimmune story and like what my body, where my body's at right now. And it's like been a huge part of my healing journey was my autoimmune and like learning how to rest and whatever. So I haven't been listening to my body um, 
lately and because I feel like I'm more physically and emotionally stable. I don't feel as sensitive to stress or sun or staying up later. I feel like my body can handle more and emotionally I don't know if I've told you guys this but I'm on Lexapro now and like have done so much therapy and have such amazing support in my life right now so I feel very stable and resilient I guess you could say. But weird things have been going on with my body lately. So I got a UTI from having sex. Randomly, my toenail like snapped off. So my big toe has like half of a new toenail. And like there was already one grown underneath. And I had to like clip the other one off and then shave it down. Because there was a huge like ledge between where the toenail broke off and where the new one is. This is so random but side note that like my body's just doing weird things right now then I went rollerblading with two big dogs that we were watching and I ate shit this dog was trying to like go say hi to another dog we were passing it really fast and he crossed in front of me and I did a 180 spin and literally landed in a full right split like belly on the ground legs completely split apart in my rollerblades it was honestly like very well executed (laughs) and I'm very proud of myself like I don't know if anyone else could fucking do that and I just got up and kept going but the next day my groin was so sore I felt like I was waddling while I was walking because my legs were not ready for that split but luckily I had the flexibility to be able to do it and it was a very graceful fall and I got a little well a big raspberry on my left knee in the process but didn't hit anything else luckily so needless to say I'm not gonna go rollerblading with dogs again and now I have a full body rash hives rash head to toe I went to urgent care today and I got steroids and a steroid cream for it and this is where I want to get into my autoimmune story because I have been put on prednisone which is a steroid that suppresses your immune system, gives you a lot of energy, makes you feel better and like relieve symptoms very quickly. They were going to put me on that today, but I expressed concerns about that because I've taken it so many times in the past because I got mononucleosis, mono, the kissing disease, when I was like 16 or 17 the first time. Got put on prednisone. Um, I used to run a million miles an hour, like dancing full-time school, toxic relationships, super stressed out. And so when I would get put on that steroid, I wouldn't listen to my body. And like a week or two later, I'd be at my friend's cabins and like drinking and out in the sun and back in the gym and just not resting at all when if you have mono like you need to take it slow for a month if not longer like really chill out and I didn't so I would get recurring episodes of mono like every six months to a year for a few years and it was my body's way of screaming at me like please deal with the physical emotional mental stress like help me out here but I just hadn't even I haven't even started my spiritual awakening at that point. So then fast forward to when I went to Greece, I was doing yoga out in the heat out there. I was eating Greek salads every day, not aware of what a balanced diet looks like. I was drinking meal replacement shakes twice a day to try and save money and also trying to lose weight and cleanse and detox and all the fucked up things. 
And I, when my parents were out in Greece, they were visiting me for my birthday and I got sick and I could feel my mono symptoms coming on. My glands were swollen. It got to the point that like I couldn't even drink an alcoholic drink because the acidity of the drink like burned my throat on the way down. I was so unwell, but like still laying out in the sun, still trying to just like kick it with some Advil and keep pushing forward. And then... One day, my vagina started itching, and I thought it was from the toilet paper or something. Remind you, this is still in Greece. This was while my parents were here. This was, like, all within the same few days. Um, we were headed to Santorini that day on a ferry. My vagina started itching, and, well, that was the night before. And then the next morning, I, like, used a mirror and looked in there, and I saw an open blister wound rash thing starting to form on my inner wall of my vagina. I was like, am I dying? Do I have herpes? Like, what the fuck do I, what is going on? I haven't had sex with anyone in Greece or like anytime close to before I left. So what the fuck is happening to me? Um, It started growing bigger and bigger and then eventually spread to the other side of my vagina too. And it was, it turned into from like a red splotchy rash to like an open blister wound with like purple and black and pus in it. Like it was so fucking scary. I literally thought I had like a flesh eating disease. Um, And so, and it hurt really bad. And then we drove or we took a ferry to Santorini that day. And the next day, my mom brought me to urgent care. And by that point, my inner labia had swelled to the size of gumballs. I'm not even kidding you. Like I had a full ass ball sack. (laughs) And it was the most painful thing I've ever been through in my whole life by far. I was so fucking sick. They took us to the hospital. My mom took me to the hospital, which luckily we had gone to Santorini. That was just where our itinerary for our trip took us next because Santorini is the only island that has a hospital besides Crete. And they were about to fly me to Crete after they took my blood work and like did some tests. My white blood cell count was so high and my CRP, my inflammatory markers was so high that they wanted to like fly me out to a better hospital and get better medical attention. And they immediately put me into a room and injected me with IV antibiotics. And my numbers weren't getting any better after like three, four, five days. And they were like, we can't release you. But they luckily released me by the time my parents had a flight home. I was supposed to stay in Greece for another three weeks and then go to Spain and Portugal um, for the last like three weeks of my trip. And I ended up flying home with my parents. And then we never really figured out what it was. Like it was some sort of autoimmune, my body attacking itself type of reaction. And for some reason, ever since I've been little, like the way that my body shows stress or illness or disease, a lot of the time is through my vagina, which is really interesting because the second chakra is our sacral chakra. Chakra, Jeez, I can't talk. Our energy center of passion, of pleasure, of like sexual embodiment and just like connection to our true selves. And I think the womb feels like when I'm connected to my womb and like in balance with that space, I feel like my true self. And obviously all the other chakras have a role to play too, but that one specifically is just like my creativity center, my center of balance. It's when I'm in joy. It's when I'm grounded. It's when I'm honoring myself. And 
I mean, even like our wombs know if we're stressed out and like I I don't know if this is why a lot of miscarriages happen, but sometimes miscarriages happen because our body is not a fit environment for a baby to grow and our body is so intelligent that, oh God, our body is so intelligent that it knows that like I wouldn't be able to keep this baby in here. So sometimes it discards it or like doesn't allow it to grow anymore, which would be a miscarriage. I don't know if that's like, I don't know how scientifically accurate that is, but I'm just trying to say like our womb has a huge role to play in our overall well-being and like the signals it sends us and our body sends us in general, like swollen lymph nodes, infections, just anything I feel like there's a deeper meaning to and a sign for us to either honor our bodies or slow down or rest or whatever. So that's what I took from it was like I need to listen to my body and figure this the fuck out because I don't want to be on an anti-inflammatory medication for the rest of my life. I know a pill is not going to treat this. I need to look deeper. So I started working with an Ayurvedic doctor and she prescribed me all these herbal supplements and all this stuff and I got off birth control around the same time that I got um, affected. This autoimmune disease came up and it took me nine months to get my period back by myself. And I went to the gynecologist and she wanted to pump me with estrogen and progesterone and like basically pump up my uterus so that it could like expedite the process of it bleeding like artificially and I talked to my holistic doctor about it and I was like I don't want to do that like I want to be able to get it back myself and she was like okay we'll wait a couple a couple more months and sure enough I got it back all by myself which was really rewarding so being that sick I had to completely press pause in my life I wasn't working when I got home I couldn't teach in a hot yoga studio anymore I had to change so many things about my life and the way that I do life even still today is different because of that disease because I never want to have that type of a reaction again um but my body shows stress in really interesting ways like if I don't get enough sleep if I drink too much caffeine if I'm out in the sun too long my glands start to swell and if I'm consistently not getting enough sleep it's not like a big flare-up but I can just feel them just acutely swollen even right now I can feel them like I feel like my body's constantly fighting something that's really subtle and underlying unless I have like I'm really on point with my emotional stress maintenance and sleep and whatever um so I have a lot of vagina stories today clearly but yeah like illness with my vagina and just like autoimmune getting those symptoms and having them as alarm signals to me like giving my body's giving me whispers before it screams I feel like that's where I'm at right now especially with this body rash like this is so weird this is something I've never experienced before Um, but I looked it up and it could have been a delayed reaction to the UTI medication that I was on on called Bactrim um, that can happen sometimes and I also think something whether it was the sun exposure or a lake that I swam in this weekend or my self-tanner like I noticed after I put on my self-tanner it really started to make me itchy so it could have been the antibiotics in conjunction with something else but um yeah now I'm really fucking itchy and it's just not fun Um, the only other thing that I want to address with you is that I just got fucking laid off on Friday. Yay! So God right now is talking to me in a big way. I feel like so many good, so many things are going well right now. Um, the guy that I hooked up with, we're still talking. We don't want labels. We're just like having fun and flirting and, 
um, hanging out. He lives in Denver and it's just been really fun to have male attention again and like connect with someone on that deep of a soul level. It just really makes me trust God and the process of like being brought to a guy that is meant to be in my life versus searching for it because I'm really not looking for a relationship right now and it just feels good to know that I don't have to look I just need to be energetically in alignment and open to whatever God wants for me and ask for that and it will come in the timing that it's meant to and I literally was just talking about that last week on the podcast and then it fucking happened and I was like wow I, right when I wasn't looking for it right when my energy shifts and I feel confident and secure that's when it has the room to come in so it's just really interesting but um yeah so that's been really good I just feel like I've been kind of on a pink cloud lately like I loved my job and then um as a lot of you probably know, the economy is getting really sketchy. And so the company I worked for had to restructure their business and they laid off a bunch of people that um, I think like the other people, the other coaches that got hired alongside me at the same time also got laid off. So I think it was a timing thing because like performance wise, I was doing really well and I knew that. But I was also in the last few days before I got laid off really reconsidering like what am I meant for now, God? Like, I feel very secure with where I'm at, but I know that I'm meant for more in my health coaching career. So like, what's the next step after this? Because I know I knew that this job was just a stepping stone, but I probably would have stayed in it way longer and saw if I could get a raise or climb up in that position because of the security and the predictability and the consistency of paychecks. But I also know that I'm called to start my own business and take the risk of welcoming in and taking on clients of my own and charging my own prices and holding myself accountable and getting out to healing centers and yoga studios and hosting workshops and like really putting in the grind to like actually fulfill my soul mission and purpose. And just because I was a health coach um, for a completely different purpose than I feel like mine is, they it still had some overlap and I felt like satisfied and comfortable there because my emotional stress was so low. But now God is kind of kicking me in the butt being like, all right, you had a little bit of stability. I rewarded you a little bit there. Let's keep moving. Like, let's keep growing. And I'm just like, OK, I'm ready to ride. This is this is totally feeds into one of the points that I want to make today of how to stay confident and sure of myself in the transition is asking this question, why is this happening for me? Not to me. Not, oh, poor victim me. Like, fuck, I lost my job. Now I have this rash. Why is all this bullshit happening? It's like, no, life is still really fucking good even when it's shitty because of my internal state. I feel so grateful for all of the hard lessons and growth that the universe keeps throwing my way because it shows me for whatever reason that I am not meant to get overly comfortable or stagnant in any place in my life. The universe wants really big things for me and I want them for myself too. And here's where I want to bring up the debate between having a stable and secure corporate America job with benefits, which is kind of what I was doing. Obviously, a health coaching job is a little bit more unconventional, but it was still under a corporate company with health insurance and all that kind of stuff. 
or the risky adventurous journey of starting my own health coaching business, which means less accountability and less teamwork and more unpredictability with income, but also more alignment and fulfillment. So it's like, how do we weigh out those options? I know I'm meant to be a risk taker, but I also overthink a lot and worry and get in my head and wrapped up, especially with advertising myself, putting myself out there, especially on social media. I can do shit for free all day, but the second I start charging my services I get weird in my head and that's something that I really want to figure out and grow through because I should be able to ask for money for the things that I have to offer and trust that like that is my path and I can make a business out of it like I don't need to wait for any more followers I don't need to wait for any more engagement or any more experience I'm fucking ready I'm a badass health coach I'm ready to help people I want to be open to the people that need my help and I don't want to be desperate for clients or like income, I just, I want to have that abundant, confident, secure, attractive, magnetic energy continue to flow and continue to grow. Um, and so I don't know how exactly that's going to happen other than me keeping my trust and faith in God, my higher power right now, and keeping my energy really aligned. And that brings me to my next point of using the tools that you have in your toolbox when if you want to stay confident and secure throughout transition because I notice myself for example here's a couple examples I notice myself getting anxious um, specifically while I had some hard conversations with the guy that I'm talking to the whole like how are you feeling so far type of conversation what do you want out of this what is your life going to look like with me in it type of a thing I don't want anything serious I don't want to lead you on right now like we ended up both being on the same page which felt really good Good, but at the same time, spending so much more time and energy around someone and physically cuddling with them and getting to know them more. And I just feel like the more time you spend around someone, the more it's easier to get triggered. And so I noticed myself feeling very like leechy by the end of the day, like very desperate. And he had to like pack for his trip and shit. And I'm like, noticing myself get all resentful and fiery because I'm not having his body next to me like laying next to me I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this like we start getting worked up over nothing because we're not getting enough quote-unquote quality time but it's like we literally just had the whole day together and I'm just experiencing like a physical withdrawal from his love and affection so instead of staying snippy and feeling triggered and heated and whatever funky feeling I was feeling inside I put on a meditation and listened to it and I completely shifted like I didn't physically change environments I was in the same fucking spot he was doing the same shit packing for his trip the only thing that changed was me listening to a meditation and I got completely brought back into my inner security it was like all of my anxiety left. I almost fell asleep during the meditation. It was like 15 minutes long and I just felt completely secure in myself again. And I was like, holy fuck, this shit works. Like we have control over the way that we respond. We somewhat have control over our emotions and what we do with them, how long we let each emotion last. Well, there's so many tools that we can use and that we have, but I feel like in those circumstances in the past, I hadn't used the tools. Like I just, I have them in my pocket or my toolbox, but I don't pull them out. And I actually used it in that moment and it was so rewarding 
going. Another instance, I got in a really heated argument with my roommate and I literally didn't raise my voice once. I took space for myself. It was so rewarding to not say something that I regret. It was so rewarding to just stay level and I took a lot of space, like days worth. I needed to just like decompress. But It's taken years for these skills that I've been cultivating to come into reality in these situations. But fuck, is it worth it? Like, try the things that you hear about but never have quote unquote time to do. It's the journaling. It's the therapy. It's the breath work. It's meditation. It's movement. It's eating consistently. It's drinking water. It's sleep. It's taking your supplements and your medications. It's all of those things which result in the one situation out of 10 where you decide to breathe and pause instead of react. And when you have the ability to create that space for yourself, you can stay confident and secure in any form of uncertainty. Life still feels really fucking good and really fucking peaceful regardless of what's happening outside of you when you start to figure out that that magic, that sweet spot. And it's using the tools and it's practicing consistently. Like, for instance, physical fitness. I couldn't just like deadlift 275 tomorrow. It would take consistent practice of getting to that point of being able to lift that physical weight. And I think it's similar in the emotional and spiritual well-being in the sense that like, the more that we practice these tools, the more that we actually take the space to sit with ourselves. And I know that's super like cliche and common to say, but like legit meditating. I'm not just talking about walking and sleeping and whatever, relaxing, like actually setting a timer or playing a guided meditation and doing it. That is the only, in my opinion, the only form of meditation that serves the purpose that it does. All of the other forms of meditation serve a different purpose. Obviously, sometimes we need to get energy out. We need to walk. We need to do yoga. We need to run. We need to lift. All of those things have a purpose and a meaning, but like the beauty of sitting and working through your thoughts and like not using any form of movement to release and being able to just sit through the wave of whatever is coming up and move past it is beyond empowering. It's insane. So I would say like make time for those things. The next point that I want to talk about is the finesse of manifesting, um, which is that balance between aligning your energy, doing the thoughts, the affirmations, the the mindfulness work of it, and then actually doing the physical action taking portion of it, which makes me think of like the 4D is like the fourth dimension is like the dreamy, connecting with your guides, angels, receiving the messages, meditating, writing stuff down, journaling, uh, affirmations. And then the 3D is like, okay, now what? Like I've been in dreamland. I know what I need to do. How am I going to take the action and get very like logical about it? And when I found out that I got fired the first time when I was nannying, I first came out here, I panicked. I felt so emotionally unstable. I was scared I would have to move home and this health coaching job that I had most recently came my way because I started telling people that that's what I was looking to do 
And I had the space now to look for other jobs. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had I not got fired. And my old roommate found the job on LinkedIn, sent it to me. I only applied to that one job and I got it. Talk about fucking alignment. So I thought I was meant to last there for a while, but God had other plans for me, bigger, riskier, more fulfilling and bold plans. And and I'm open to doing those things. Um, But both the last time that I got fired and this time, what I did was take the weekend to process and not look on any job applications, not like think about what to do next. Obviously, my brain jumps there a little bit, but like just be able to enjoy the weekend and then Monday or Tuesday comes around and I'll start being logic minded and start applying for jobs and whatever. Just thinking about other plans because, you know, you have to take action in order for something to happen. But there is a lot of power in taking a break and not trying to panic and control it. Taking this weekend to rest, especially today, especially with what my body's telling me, like how blessed that I got laid off and then this happened to me and now I can just like rest and chill instead of trying to like be on client calls and use my brain all day. Like I've just been chilling. I just focused on keeping my energy in a space of peace and joy and letting God work through me before I take inspired action this next week. Uh, Right after I got the call that I got laid off, I meditated about it and I was like, we are not going into survival mode this time. We're staying in abundance. We're staying in alignment and abundance is so much more than monetary gains. It is like the energy that you feel inside, that confidence, that security, that trust, that peace. And I've fucking kept it like I don't know why, but I'm not panicked at all about the future. I know God has bigger and better plans for me because that's exactly what happened last time and so I feel like through getting fired previously I've already been through that initial really big scare and saw that things fell into place in perfect timing and I know it's going to keep happening because God has my back the universe has my back what I've worked to find the balance in is being able to rest and sit in like that energetic alignment period, um, but not being in that for too long. Like let's say for the next three weeks, I'm just like, I'm not going to look for a job. I would end up staying too long in that space and probably miss opportunities because I'm not taking the action that I need to to get to where I want to go, right? Like you can set the intention and say the prayer, but like then you have to follow and like take action, get uncomfortable and Action brings clarity. Clarity does not, the clarity doesn't come first. Like action, taking action, making messy action and just going for it is what gives us clarity to get where we need to go. Or on the flip side, we can start taking action too soon, acting and worrying and controlling from a a place of fear. And that brings us to opportunities that are eventually going to be even more out of alignment or send us into an even bigger or harder lesson. So if we don't let that grace and that peace and that space come over us and through us when scary, uncertain transitions happen, then if we take the driver's seat and we're like, nah, I'm not going to trust in God or the magic of the universe. Like, I need to take action. I need to go search for jobs. I need to make money. I need to survive and put food on the table. Like, if you move from a place of survival mode, you're always going to stay in survival mode. So... What I'm finding is like giving myself a weekend or or days in between and just being able to stay in joy and like have fun. I went rock climbing yesterday. I'm resting today and 
I'm not panicking. Like I'm just trusting that this process is going to go exactly how it's meant to. But I'm also open and willing and ready to work for it. Whatever that takes, whatever it's going to look like, I need to recharge. I need to let these transitions like rest in my cells, in my bones. I need to let it like absorb and then I'll be ready and energized to take action. So the reason why I wanted to talk about all this stuff is because one of my best friends, Anjali, and I were talking about a lot of this stuff recently. We catch up on FaceTime pretty frequently and we just were talking about all the things we were going through. We're both jobless right now. We're both dealing with residual, angry, sad, worry energy from our exes. Uh, We both feel exhausted. Her grandpa just died and like her situation was just the whole when it rains it pours type of thing. I feel like everything hit her all at once and she's been seeing 666 nonstop. So that's why I picked that number today. And I think that message speaks to both of us really strongly. And I think it also will speak to anyone who's listening to this because there's no coincidences. There's no accidents. But yeah, she asked me to speak about how to handle the transition and I think my answer is just above all the other tips that I gave I think my answer is just handling it one moment at a time like getting out of the worry and the future tripping and really honing in on self-care eating consistently three meals a day ish plus snacks getting enough protein getting enough water sleeping yoga whatever it is that your soul knows you need okay whatever it is that your soul knows you need not what your immediate gratification signals want maybe it is another Netflix episode maybe it's not for me it probably is going to be another Netflix episode after this but I also knew that I needed to record this podcast episode because today's Monday and it comes out on Tuesday so I did procrastinate but it's just been a whirlwind but Notice how I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back and I don't always do this. A lot of the times I just end up keep watching Netflix, but there was a level of clarity and awareness in me that I knew I needed to record this episode, right? So sometimes self-care or the things that our soul knows we need to do isn't always what we necessarily want to do in that moment. But once you start doing the thing, it probably feels the best. It will relieve the most stress and anxiety. So for Anjali today, it was getting on her yoga mat and she was like, I just, I don't know, maybe I'll pull myself up off the couch in a couple hours. But right now, like I can't and I slept all day yesterday and it's like okay great we need those days we need those movie days we need to rest but only you know what your body needs and talking about it with someone can get you out of that rut and get you into the action that you and your soul knows that you need if you have a space where someone fully hears you and understands you and holds you accountable to starting really small whether it's having an earlier bedtime getting on your mat for 20 minutes, a walk, writing more. Having support is that key to change. And I asked her, I'm like, well, what do you think you need today? Do you need more rest? Like, do you want to get on your mat? Where are you at? And she's like, well, I'm almost getting my period. I cooked yesterday. Like, I feel like I should probably get off the couch in a couple hours. So now I'm going to text her in a couple hours and check in and be like, hey, are you going to get on your mat? Like, I'm going to do some stretching. Like, We could FaceTime and do it together. I think it would be, you know, you said that that's what you wanted to do. So I'm here to hold you accountable if you need some help getting out of that rut. Like having that communication and those people in your life will be the difference in staying in the same place, staying in that old version of yourself that you no longer want to 
um, be or you no longer want to keep repeating those cycles and shifting into the new version of yourself that actually shows up and lives life the way that you dream of like having accountability is that gap that fills or like bridges the gap between where you have been your the past version of yourself who you are today and where you want to be that future um, highest self of yours also too on the Angels Anonymous virtual hangout last night I asked the girls that were on there what are you going to do for self-care this week one of them said they want to start writing more one of them said they wanted to go to bed earlier and I said I wanted to start going to bed earlier too I know sleep is a huge thing that's been lacking for me and so I hold them accountable to it and I said I'll check in with you guys later and that's really what I do as a health coach one-on-one with people is help dive way deeper obviously than like okay you're going to get more sleep but like really peel back all the layers of what's holding you back from your health goals physically mentally emotionally with food exercise sleep emotional health like all of those things play a part and I help you um you know will virtually talk and I help you figure out what those obstacles are how to overcome them how to set goals that are reasonable and realistic and hold you accountable to them and then after however many months of working with me, whether you decide on like a six month or a one year program, you'll look back and be like, holy fuck, how am I this person? And I know from experience, I never had a health coach, but I have found different people to be accountable on or rely on or be have accountability with throughout my life that has really like I've signed up to do the work whether it's a course or a mentorship or whatever it is like I've done that work and so that's why I feel like I have any sort of ground to stand on with being a health coach is because I know what it's like to be somewhere where I want I see this vision for myself and I'm so far from it that I have no idea how I'm gonna get there aka like when I was super fucking sick and I got home from Greece and I had all these dreams of starting my own business wanted to do a podcast and just wanted to like feel physically well but I couldn't I had no idea how to get there and if it wasn't for my business mentor Kelly Pender that I had for a while if it wasn't for my Ayurvedic doctor if it wasn't for therapy and all the things that I've been doing like I would not be where I am today and obviously I still have a lot of room to grow and things I need to learn and hives that are showing up on my body to tell me to slow down and rest I don't fucking know but um I think in any supportive community you just need relatability and vulnerability and that is the recipe for success and for liberation and for peace and to start to take control over the things you have control of, which are the ways that we treat ourselves, the thoughts we think, the feelings that we have, what we let stay, what we fester on, what we let go of, all those types of things. And I know for me and like what I've observed in the virtual community of Angels Anonymous and other communities that I'm in is the connection of conversation is the key. Whether it's one-on-one with someone or whether it's in our virtual hangout group, which you're more than welcome to join. Um, The Google Drive or the Google Docs link is in my bio on Instagram. So you can sign up for that and show up on Sundays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We have different topics depending on what the podcast episode of the week is about. Or if there's a girl in the group that's like, can we please talk about this this week? Then I'll switch the topic up. Or sometimes we've just had like 
women check-ins and talk about really deep, effective topics um, and sometimes just daily life things that people don't usually talk about. So please come join the virtual community. We would love to have you there. It's completely free. And um, I hope that you like this episode. If you did, give me a review on Spotify. Send it to a friend. Go listen to the other episodes. And I'm going to go take some Benadryl and hopefully pick up my steroid cream and sleep because my body is out of fucking whack right now. So that's all I got. Love you so much. Thanks for listening. Bye.